Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. This sermon you're about ready to see is backed by popular demand. People say, you got to play this thing over and over. I preached it many years ago entitled, Hey, That's My Harvest. Are you a giver? If so, are you blessed beyond measure? It's time for you to reap a harvest on every seed you sow. That's what this message is about. So when you see a harvest, hey, that's my harvest because you sowed a seed and you believe God. Now, I'm not telling you to take things from people. What I'm saying is it's time for you to take back what Satan has taken from you. This is backed by popular demand, and this is part one of it. So watch this and be blessed. Hey, that's my harvest. Call a friend. Tell him to watch this now. I received this message out jogging one day, and I was, I was dealing. And, you know, I go to a lot of different churches. I've been, I guess, since this meeting, about 867 different churches in America and Canada. That's a lot of churches, not counting repeats. And all, every time I've went, I've always heard people say, got to get the church out of debt. Got to get the church out of debt, you know, and thinking of ways and, you know, believing and trusting God. But then the Lord began to reveal to me as I was out jogging. He said, not only must the church, quote, be out of debt, but my people need to be out of debt. And that's the truth, because if you're out of debt, you can take it to the bank. The church is going to be out of debt. And the Lord gave me this little phrase. He said, wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody that was saved did get their check at the end of the week and, and they'd ask their husband or their wife, honey, what do you want to do with this? What should we do? How many of y'all would love to be in that position? Now, let me do a little preaching first. I'll get funny after a while. Okay? But I, I want you to get this. Because this will get you out of debt like this. You don't have to wait on it. You'll get to a point that you'll never miss a believer's convention. If they want one in wherever, if, if God tells Ken and Glory to go to some far out some wild country somewhere, you can say, well, we'll be on the next plane going. Because all it takes is money. That's all it takes. You can stay in any hotel in the world if you got bucks. Is that correct? You can go to any country, live anywhere, do anything you want to do, because the world system is operating on economy, money. People always want to know. You know, it's a very private matter, but people always want to know how much everybody's making. And the reason why they want to know, they want to compare it with what they're making. And if they don't like what they see, they get aggravated. I had a man tell me one time, he said, I'll tell you what you preach, you just, y'all just in it for the money. I said, how come you not in it? <laughs> that kind of aggravated me. I said, if it's so wonderful, how come you not in it? He went, no, I'm not in it for the money. I made a lot of money before I ever got saved. I was a rock musician. I didn't look at I made big bucks. I know what it is to drive big cars, small cars, and no cars. <laughs> I've been in all three of them. And I made a lot of money. You can ask my wife, but it didn't bring me any happiness. I thought it would because I was raised without money, but poor. And I thought, if I could just get enough money, I'd do anything. That's not true. That is simply not true. Some of the greatest entrepreneurs of America's history committed suicide with multiplied, multiplicity millions of dollars. That, that little phrase came from a certain man I know, praise God. So it doesn't bring you happiness. But I really believe you're just as rich. Let me just give you a statement. You're just as rich as your cash flow. 
You can own the world or you can have great amounts of assets and go broke. See, some people are wealthy because of the amount of debt they owe. That's true. You can get in Forbes magazine. Say, I'm a billionaire. Yeah, but you owe $400 billion. You know, they, they consider that wealth. I don't, I don't consider, I, wealth to me is your cash flow. In other words, honey, where you want to eat? Honey, where you want to go? Let's go do this. Well, honey, that costs $100. We got it. That's cash flow. Galatians chapter 6, God took me to this scripture, title of the sermon, hey, that's my harvest, and I want you to listen, and like I said, I'll get funny after a while, but let me do a little preaching first. <laughs> Bible said in Galatians 6 verse 1, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, and that's a great statement right there, restore such as one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ, or the law of the anointed one. For if a man think himself to be something, when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone. You ever rejoiced in yourself alone? Think about that. You ever looked in the mirror and went, whoo, thank God I was born to this world. <laughs> That's not arrogance. That's rejoicing in yourself. Sometimes I'll get up and go to the hotel bathroom mirror and I go, Jesse, therefore if any man be in Christ, that's you. He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, boy. I put a behold on myself sometimes. <laughs> that's rejoicing in myself. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to weight lift. I always wanted to have big muscles, you know. I wanted to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. Every man, you know, you work out them weights, man. I mean, you work out them weights. And, and, uh, and I, I, when I was dating Kathy, I'd pump up real good and, and just drive as fast as I could to her house and walk in like this. <laughs> Remember that, Kathy? It never impressed her at all. I always wanted to get that little Cheerio in my arm. <laughs> but it never did. It fell down here where the Cheerio was. You know, and that, that kind of stuff. Rejoicing in yourself. And some people say that's arrogance. We say it in Cajun language. That man think himself. Well, no, no, you can rejoice in yourself. You know, you've been put down. The whole world is designed. Every, every, all marketing things are designed to put you down so you can buy their product. Oil of Olay. Mystical, magical body fluid. If you don't look like, if you don't use this stuff, your face will look like a pepperoni pizza. So you go out and buy it. Sheer energy. <laughs> and then women say, I got to get them things. <laughs> Notice, they're saying if you don't have our product, then you're not what you should be. You notice that? See the deception in that? Crest fights cavities. How many of y'all been to the factory? How many of y'all have used Crest and had to go to the dentist? <laughs> and that's a good toothpaste. I use it every morning myself. I use all kinds of stuff. In fact, Kathy asked me every morning. I don't know why she asked me. Did you brush your teeth? <laughs> she asked me that every morning. I said, yes. I've only been brushing it for 42 years. <laughs> yes. Is my breath bad? No. Why do you ask me if you brush your teeth? I'm, 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 you want to know how pattern we get? She says, let me see your teeth. <laughs> and I go, right. one day I'm going to eat me some spinach. You're going to say, let me see your teeth. 
I was supposed to preach instead of get funny. Get off of that. Okay. That's rejoicing in himself alone and not another. For every man, verse 5, shall bear his own burdens. Now notice God, Jesus starts talking about giving here in verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Now notice the text goes over into giving. Let him that is taught in the word communicate, or in other words, give unto them that teacheth in all good things. Now verse 7, God says, be not deceived. That's a very important statement. God is not mocked for whatsoever, if you've got a pen, Circle that word, underline it, put stars on it. That's the most important word in that verse. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. What you put in the ground is coming up. Makes no difference. The word whatsoever is very important. And Jesus is so excited giving this revelation to Paul that he says, well, let's just take, since we're talking about sowing and, and reaping and giving, he said, for he that soweth, verse 8, to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Notice that. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now he's still dealing with whatsoever. Then he goes to verse 10. He goes back to giving. And, let, uh, and we have therefore opportunity. Let us do good unto all men. The word men there is italicized. It means all people. Especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Verse 6 is talking about giving. Verse 10 uh, is talking about giving. And God sandwiches all this sowing and reaping in the rest of those verses. For whatsoever a man soweth. Now for years I've been a giver. How many of you people, you've been a giver for years? Hold your hand up. Okay. And for years I was out jogging, as I was saying, as I was running. And you know, I like to speak in tongues when I pray because your body starts rebelling on you, you know, when you're jogging. After about four miles, your body says, hey, fool, look at your head. It's white. You want to kill us out here? You know, that kind of stuff. And you say, shut up. You're going to do what I told you to do. I'll tell you to do. At Cajun's, you know, mixes it up sometimes. Uh, so I was out jogging, and the Lord said, I want to deal with you about your finances, Jesse. I want to deal with you about your giving. And, if, and I thought, oh, Lord, I guess I didn't give. Did I miss God? Well, I should have done something. What, what? He said, you know, what you sow is what you reap. He said, you know, you've always had everything met. Your needs have always been met. And I said, that's right. He said, but do, are you at the point in your life where you cannot receive any more blessing? I said, no. Then I got to thinking, he said, let me tell you something, Jesse. For years, you've never named your seed. You got a good heart, but you don't have a lot of sense. <laughs> Be not deceived. He starts that off. And for centuries, we have been deceived in our own giving. And we've walked past great, wonderful fields of harvest where the devil had his people guarding it and we thought, man, if I could just get that, and that belonged to us. Because we never named our seed, and if you don't name your seed, how you gonna know your harvest? How you gonna know what belongs to you? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, whatsoever. Now what does whatsoever mean to you people in California? Whatsoever, you people watching my television, what does whatsoever mean to you? Think about it. Think. God's opened this thing wide. Don't be deceived. Don't mock God. Listen to me. He says, 
name you see. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So whatsoever encompasses all human activity in life. All human activity in life. If you don't know what kind of seed you're sowing, you will not know what kind of harvest. Now, I've been a tither for a long time. I mean, I mean, I tithe, the day I got saved, remember that, Kathy? I got saved on a Saturday night in Boston, Massachusetts. I mean, a freak. I had to go do a, 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 a rock show by sliding the fan. I was doing, opening up the rock show with feeling getting stronger. But you're doing that rock boy. Uh, uh, what's the words? I done forgot the words now. Down, watch, watch. And then you're coming out there and them girls, woo! And you just get down with your bad self. That has happened, and I just got saved. The next morning, I went to a church. I became a tither. I walked into this church. I said, here's some money, $8,000. The pastor went, oh, is he an angel? <laughs> does an angel look, does he wear Levi's and, and embroidery and head on here? That's what I looked like in those days. So what I'm saying is, I, I immediately became a tither, because I wanted to do what God did, and the first thing that came up was giving because his nature is to give for God so loved the world that he gave I picked that up immediately because I picked up his nature giver you understand now watch this be not deceived God's not mocked whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap if you don't name the seed you'll lose it I begin to look at the tithing scriptures and I heard it every Sunday Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be meeting mine house. Prove me now here which saith the Lord of hosts. Boy, to get excited. If I not open up the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing that you shall not be able to receive it. How many of you have heard that verse at least a million times? So man, I'd open my wallet and I said, I'm going to give some money. Glory to God. Should have went to the drugstore and took care of that rasp. All right. Got to get off the funny stuff. Listen. All right. This anointing hits me when I get up. I'm not a funny person. I'm really not. I had a lady tell me that to take that with You remind me of Clark Kent. When you're standing there, you are a mild-mannered man. But when you hit the platform faster than a speeding bullet, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound, more powerful than a locomotive, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Jesse. <laughs> All right. Now, where was I? Okay, tithing. So I, I shred that scripture and I was blessed. And how many of y'all are tithers? Hold your hand up. Okay, listen. God said you should not have rum enough to receive it. If you're a tither, hold your hand up. Now, how many of y'all got rum to receive? Same people. I didn't lose a hand. There was one woman went. <laughs> All right. Why? That should not be. That should not, because God's word will not return void. Then I realized what tithing does is it meets all the general operating expenses of a church of what it takes for it to operate. Pay salaries, light bills, and if it has a mortgage on it, whatever. Notice what you got back from all those years of tithing because you brought meat to God's house and meat took care of all the necessities of God's house. You got back the necessities of your house. Right? Right. In other words, you, you know, was able to make your bills, but that house note come due every 30 days, that car note come due every 30 days. How do you get out of debt? 
how, how we break the chain from the world. And yet they said, give tithe and offerings. So we knew, we knew this is our tithe. We named it. And because it brought meat to God's house, it brought meat to our house. But when we took our offering, we just throwed it in there. Right? And I promise you, you lost it before you got out the door. Because every 30 days, that house note was looking at you. Now your tithing was meeting everything you needed. But you want to get out of debt. You want to get your check and say, I don't know what to do with this. See? So the Lord began to deal with me. He said, for years, Jesse, you've been a giver. And I'd enjoy our ministry. Can I say that, Lord? Yeah. When did I go? I've only went to one Kenneth Hagin convention. What year that was? 83, 84? The Lord dealt with me. I was sitting there. And I said, Lord, uh, I don't know this man. I had stopped by. That was the most expensive pit stop I ever made in my life. I said, well, let me, I've heard about this man. Because, you know, he does his fingers like this. The Word of God says, don't you see? And, you know, you get to look at him, you're going, boy, after a while you find yourself doing this. You know, power suggestion. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to give? He said, I want you to give $10,000. Wait, wait. I, I leaned over to the guy next to him. I said, did you say anything? He said, no. I said, are you sure? He said, and I know the sweat was coming off of his cheeks. I said, you don't feel good? He said, the Lord just told me to give $10,000. I said, I heard it. That must be your message. That's not mine. Yeah, I heard it too. But I said, Get out of here, man. And the Lord said, I told you too. And I said, I said, God, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to say this too loud so nobody hear me. Listen, God, what Jesse? That's all I got. He said, that's all I asked for. I never forget that. And I did. And I, I never forget there was a white-headed guy picking up the offering. I think his name was Norville. He said, if you give 10000 you come up and shake his hand. I ain't shaking his hand $10,000, bless God. I better take my $10,000, put it in this hand, and shake my own hand. You know, you know, praise God. <laughs> watch this. Now watch. I lost that $10,000, ladies and gentlemen. What do you mean you lost the ten? Oh, God blessed me because I was a tither. I didn't lose it in the sense like, uh, you know, that I was in, I didn't get my return. The, that devil stole my money. And, oh, man, and I wasn't three or four months later. I saw harvests everywhere. And I thought, God, this is what I need for my ministry. But the devil was standing with his guards saying, that's not yours. This is the wealth of the wicked. You are the just. <laughs> I never named the seed. I didn't know that was my harvest. When I was out jogging, I went, hey. That's my harvest. But if I didn't know what I put in the ground, how am I going to know when it comes back 30, 60, 100 fold that it's mine? Now, that's a true story. You see, I did not name that $10,000 seed. Why? I didn't truly understand Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 yet. That's many years ago. See, it says this, be not deceived. God is not mocked. 
For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's the word of the living God. Yet Satan has deceived so many people. He's made them throwers of seed instead of sowers of seed. And then what happens is when they, they just throw a seed, they don't know it's their harvest. And it's spiritual, physical, or financial. Maybe you've been given with a pure heart because you love to give, but you didn't name your seed. Listen, the first thing you do when you have a new baby, what's the first thing you do? You name that baby. Why? And the minute you name that baby, that baby owns your house, your car, your clothes, your shoes. I mean, everything. Why? Because you named your seed. Listen, now you understand these biblical principles. It's time for you to reclaim your harvest. I mean that in everything. But the Bible says if you catch the thief, that's Proverbs 6, verse 31. He, he has to restore it sevenfold and the substance of his house. Which means this, if you got a chair, you can get it to glory to God. And it's about time you receive those things. These are biblical principles, ladies and gentlemen. I want to pray for you right now about your giving and about you, how you've been struggling maybe. And it's time for you to receive your harvest. Let's believe for that harvest today, okay? Father, in Jesus' name, I decree today people are naming their seed, believing. Lord, all the seed they sowed way in the back, bring it forth. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Lord, Lord, why not? They deserve it because they are naming their seed and it's their harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You got to understand something. I get excited because I can see the harvest coming. Think about maybe your mother and father that sowed seed, knew nothing about these things. Maybe they're in heaven now. Well, the Bible said a good man leaves his inheritance for his children's children. Satan is holding your inheritance. Uh-uh. Catch the thief. Got to return it sevenfold. You can say, I'm serious about this. this. This message has touched thousands upon thousands of people. That's why we're playing it again, because you asked us to do it, because it's a revelation that you need to receive today. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment. We want to show you some wonderful things that are going on here, and I'm going to come right back and speak another word to you. Watch this. We've been to Australia, we've been to Europe, just preaching the gospel everywhere. Just, just going all over, preaching the gospel. Jesus! And how can they hear lest they have a preacher? letting the world forget the words of God. And the only way they're going to do that is with voices and people like me and you. That's why I'm on television all the time. That's why I'm trying to get as much television time as I can. Not so many more people can see who I am, but I am interested in building God's kingdom to such a degree that the world will see who he really is. Come on, it's time. as a daughter of a king? Not just a king, but the king. If you could see yourself exactly how he does, 
Would you see your life differently? You, my sister, are the king's daughter, and you were born for such a time as this. Kathy Duplantis' 2021 Glorious, a Conference for Women, October 1st and 2nd. Admission is free. Register today at JDM.org. Ladies and gentlemen, make it your plans to come to Kathy's Glorious Women's Conference. When I say glorious, it is glorious. It's coming up fast, and we want you here. It's Friday, October the 1st at 7 p.m., and Saturday, October the 2nd at 9 a.m. It's absolutely free, so be sure to go to JDM.org to register and find out all the details. We never charge for registration. We don't do those things. Nothing wrong with it, but we just don't do that. Partners, I can't thank you enough for what you do for this ministry. Let me tell you something. You are such a blessing to us. I've said it so many times. 45 years of preaching this gospel, we've never had a financial deficit. Why? Because of your faithful financial support. You hear me say it all the time. I trust you, and you trust me, and we both trust God. I like saying that, and I'm going to say it, I believe, for the rest of my life, because trust is a very important thing. And you see, people say, why don't y'all charge when y'all have meetings with registration? Partners, because you bless this ministry. And you bless this ministry? My Lord, why do we have to charge? It makes sense, doesn't it? It does to me. You see, we're not just trying to accumulate stuff. We want to do something for Jesus Christ, and if we have an opportunity, and y'all stand on the Word and send in donations, we use those things to preach the gospel all over the world and try to make as many things free as possible. Also, for your September partnership, we're offering today's message. Hey, that's my harvest. The full teaching, because due to time constraints on television, you can't get there. The full teaching will bless you and, and keep you blessed. That's a vast difference. You can be blessed once or twice, but keep you blessed. How do I get it? Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. But I tell you, people love this message. I like it when people call in and say, back by popular demand. Would you, would you please do that again? I didn't get it all. I just need to do that. And so many people need financial help today in this sad, sick world. Well, partners, you help me do that. So as you send in your wonderful blessing today, nothing too small and nothing too big, 100% of it goes into world evangelism. Isn't that something? We're totally debt-free here. God has been so good and gracious. And me and Kathy are partners to this ministry also. We don't ask you to do something we don't do ourselves. That would be improper, and it wouldn't be right. So thank you. We've got many great projects that are coming up. And you know, God don't care about how old I'm getting or how young I am. It doesn't make no difference. God said, Jesse, you get this job done. I have given you some energy, and I'm telling you, and I have been preaching and running strong. Why? Because partners send me all over the world. Thank you, partner. If you're not a partner, pray about becoming one. The hundredfold anointing is on my life. This anointing of increase, it's on me. It's on me. Now, don't miss next week. Part two of, hey, that's my harvest is coming to you. Until that time, this is Jesse the Planners from New Orleans saying we love you. Thank you, partners, for being so kind to us. Bye-bye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This message will totally change your life. I've tested positive for faith. So much trouble in the world today. But when your faith is positive, guess what? You're going to receive spiritually, physically, and financially everything you're believing for. I use the word everything, and I mean that. When you test positive for faith, you are success going somewhere to succeed. I hope you can get this today. Do that now. Now available at JDM.org. So sowing should be regarded as an act of worship. You're motivated by love to give. So let me just bless you. 
Let me just reach out to you. I just want to bless you. See, that's love. That's what God the Father was saying. Hey, I want to bless the world. What's the best thing I can give Jesse? Ah, Jesus. Salvation is free to you today, but it definitely isn't cheap. It cost Jesus Christ his life.